You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-281-7048-800-281-7048-800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Welcome into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, November 27th, Thanksgiving weekend. During our 25th year on the air, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. We are thankful for many things, especially and most importantly, you our audience for listening to the program, even more thankful when you call in and participate on the program. Chris and I are also thankful for both of us having survived uh, the, the Rona. So there's a lot to be thankful for. Well, thank, as you said last hour, we're also thankful for uh, the flood versus a fire. Right. God, that, as disasters go, uh, a flood's low on the uh, emergency. Well, disasters. say that to people who lose their well, entire house. As far as for us, you know, you know. here in the scenario, <laughs> yeah, because our control room and TV studios are a step down lower from the rest of our facility, the, the radio studio and everything else. So that became a problem when we had about three inches of water from uh, Tropical Storm Eta come pouring in. You might say flooding in, ruining a whole bunch of stuff. But we're thankful for the fact that it could have been worse, and it wasn't. We're also thankful to give our staff the weekend off to celebrate Thanksgiving with their families. And as a result, we're bringing you highlights from our recent IFA broadcast. Yes? Yes, but what is not off for the holidays is our Ask Dave hotline. If you want to participate on the show to win prizes, 800-899-INTO. The founder and chief medical officer from a company called Ebb Technologies, EBB Technologies, who is also very involved with EFA this year, Dr. Eric Nofsinger joins us. <laughs> Dr. Eric, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Hey, very good. Thanks. And it's uh, great to be here. We're glad to have you with us because it certainly caught our attention. Uh, when you talk about calming a racing mind, am I not the only one that has that issue that it, it's like, mind, stop. I just got to go to sleep. <laughs> no, it's, you know, I, I was uh, practicing sleep medicine for over 35 years. And, and one of the most common complaints that people come to me with is, Doc, you know, my my head hits the pillow at nighttime, but I just can't stop my mind from going. My my mind continues to work. I continue to think about this, that, the other thing. Doesn't make any sense. I just can't get it to stop at nighttime. So, 
so that's where we come involved is is trying to help with that uh, part of sleeplessness. And of course, you're an MD, so you know from a medical concern, uh, this is not good for us to be up all night hoping to finally fall asleep. Uh, this disrupts a whole lot of our lives, and it's not like we don't hit the pillow tired. Because I've been exhausted. I'm saying, oh, man, tonight's going to be a good night's sleep because I'm just exhausted. And then the mind won't stop. And it's like people say, well, count sheep. You know, oh, please. Yeah, that didn't, I, I count breaths. I count, you know, the, the ceiling, I, whatever. Nothing works. And then, of course, I'm a clock watcher anyway. So, well, it's 1.30. If I get to sleep now, I've still got five hours or so. And that doesn't help. So <laughs> this, is, this is a problem that many of us suffer, yeah? It really is. It's about half of the people in the United States will have problems uh, sleeping at one point or another in their lifetime. And as you mentioned, I I am an MD. My uh, career was mostly spent in research at the University of Pittsburgh, where I was a professor and did a lot of NIH research. We did uh, brain imaging studies to understand the biological mechanisms behind the problems falling asleep at nighttime. And, and what we found is that the frontal cortex, our executive mind, just doesn't shut off. It remains active even though we're asleep at nighttime. So the, the device is really devised to fit over the forehead, over the area of the frontal cortex, to reduce that activity so that people can drift into a more gentle and restful sleep at nighttime. Well, I like, Eric, how you're calling it the executive mind. That makes me feel a little better, uh, that, that it's not the Dave is going nuts mind. It's the executive mind that won't stop. Uh, so, I mean, how do you come up with the idea uh, for this device that is, has it already begun helping people? Is it available yet? Yes, it is available. It's uh, You can go to our uh, website, absleep.com, and it's available for purchase there. It's available in uh, Amazon, Bed Bath & Beyond. There are a variety of uh, commercial and consumer outlets where it can be. So the idea really came up. Um, the, the problem in medicine is how do you treat sleeplessness or insomnia? And and up until this point in time, the only solution we had were, were sleeping pills, yeah. really. And, and sleeping pills are not necessarily the best thing. They can be habit-forming. Uh, people can become dependent on them. And they do have, unfortunately, some side effects. Drowsy driving, memory problems, confusional arousals in the middle of the night. So most doctors and most patients would prefer a more healthy, natural solution, which is what we think that we have. It's a very safe uh, device. It it has, uh, in other renditions, been FDA cleared for the treatment of sleep problems. So it has a lot of scientific research uh, behind it to help calm down the racing mind to allow people to get more restful sleep. So I'm, I'm hearing uh, listeners in my head, uh, which is what I hear all the time, especially when I'm trying to go to sleep, uh, saying things like, well, why not just turn your AC all the way down? If, if we need to cool this executive uh, mind, uh, and, and that's what your Ebb device does, wouldn't that help? Or it's not now concentrated where we need it? That's exactly right. It has to be concentrated. And, and you can imagine if the room around you is cool, 
uh, your body kind of works against that. So our bodies keep themselves warm all day, irrespective of whether or not there's air conditioning on or a fan or you're outside. Um, so uh, our bodies have a natural way of regulating themselves and keeping themselves warm and hot. So it does require a little bit extra energy, and uh, the device cools fluids, and then it circulates the fluids all night long over the forehead. And you can imagine, uh, you know, sitting in a cold lake is going to do more cooling than just being outside on a, a chilly day, if you will. Yeah, true. And I guess if you're bringing the AC down dramatically, not only are you chilling the entire house that doesn't need to be chilled when it's just the bedroom, uh, but you're chilling your entire body that doesn't need to be chilled when, right. in this case, this forehead device is chilling the area uh, that you need. Now, I'm, I'm also thinking, uh, what about folks that are thinking, yeah, but won't that give me a headache? Is, is there that kind of an issue with cooling just the forehead? Yeah, so it's not that much cooling. It's a precision cooling, and the level of cooling is in a moderate range. It's uh, in the high 50-degree, around 60-degree Fahrenheit range. Okay. So this is not an ice cube. This is not an ice pack. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a reasonably comfortable level of cooling, but it's continuous all night long, so it is providing just the right amount of thermal stimulus, if you will, to help people get to sleep at nighttime, but not arouse them. It's it's not going to wake them up because they're feeling too cold. Good. I, I like a little thermal stimulus. I think that's, <laughs> that can always be helpful, right? And, and it looks like, for those listening on the radio and have not yet seen the video, uh, which, again, be sure to come by intotomorrow.com, uh, and, and it's designed to stay on all night, right? So if I'm a side sleeper, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, those that might sleep on their stomach, is that an issue, or it's just a matter of positioning your pillow, perhaps, with the headband? Yeah, you know, uh, the thin, it's really very thin uh, and comfortable. Uh, it's just like putting on a stocking cap. You know, it's that level of thickness. It's not going to interfere with your head, even if you were face down. Okay. Uh, you, you could wear it in that position on either side, on your back. No problems uh, with uh, tossing and turning. And it's called the Ebb Cool Drift, Yes. That's correct. Okay. Cool Drift is the name of the product. That's okay. correct. And Ebb, E-B-B, uh, why that name? You know, we um, uh, Ebb is the ebb and flow of the ocean with the tides. Okay. And so when the tide comes in, there's a lot of energy that builds up. And then when the ocean drifts back out, there's kind of a, a calming sensation. Yeah, and we mellow. want to reflect that, yeah. that, that it's the ebb, it's the flowing out of these uh, forces. In the ocean, the, the tides of the ocean also reflect a, a rhythmic process, which is what the sleep-wake cycle is all about. You, we uh, go back and forth into sleep and wakefulness uh, over the course of a day. So it is a, a natural body rhythm. Gotcha. And what does it cost? Uh, how many uh, U.S. dollars at this point? Yeah, so we have a couple of different versions. It's uh, just under $400 uh, for our Lux version. And we also have a verse, Versa version, which is a little bit more portable, uh, which is in the mid-$300 uh, range. And, and uh, people can see both versions on our website, and they can understand the uh, the minor differences between these two. 
And frankly, for those of us that do have trouble falling asleep because the executive mind just won't slow down, uh, it's, it's, it seems to be very reasonable to get that not only peace of mind, but to get some sleep and to be able to say, this is going to do the job for me. I'm assuming the experience of your customers up to now has been very, very favorable and you're getting appropriate response that I can actually sleep now and get to sleep appropriately? Yeah, so we have evidence from our clinical research studies. Uh, in order to get FDA clearance, we had to do randomized controlled clinical trials. And in relationship to a placebo, there were benefits. And then uh, the experience of people wearing it is they feel that it's a, a calming, relaxing sensation, almost as if they were in a meditative-like state. Good. So it does have a a really comforting sensation to wear this at nighttime. And then to get a good night's sleep, it's like miraculous for a lot of individuals. Yeah, and I like your description about a kind of a, a comfy state uh, and without taking pills because, you know, having unfortunately been in the hospital for a month with COVID, uh, now negative and still dealing with, you know, the end of pneumonia issues, you know, I've tried to stay away from those meds because they make me feel loopy. <laughs> and then it's yeah. also more difficult to go to sleep. Because while it's hopefully cutting down some of the pain, the mind is still racing. So by all means, we'll invite our audience to visit ebbsleep.com, ebbsleep.com. And, of course, we'll get you there when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com. Dr. Eric Knopfsinger, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Continued good luck with the Ebb Cool Drift products. And uh, let's get you back on again soon. And I'm sure, as entrepreneurial as you are now, uh, you're going to have more stuff to share with us in Into Tomorrow. We certainly will do. Thank you very much for having me. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. Call 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. 855-212-6536. 855-212-6536. That's 855-212-6536. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancel fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Ah, be quiet or we're going to cook you. Oh, we did. It was quite delicious, too. (laughs) Maybe not that one. But gobble, gobble, and happy Thanksgiving weekend to everyone tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And, of course, we are thankful for many things. But most importantly for you and participating on the program really makes the show. So if you've got any question at all about anything involving consumer tech... And especially this time of year, maybe we can give you some advice on what to get that special someone. Whatever, just call us anytime, 24-7. Our lines are open, and we will address your calls. 800-899-INTO, or even better, use the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app.
This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. We always like to speak with the Executive Vice President of Messe Berlin Group and IFA Executive Director Jens Heitecker. So even though we are here in our Miami studios and Jens is in Berlin, we don't let a pandemic get in the way. With that in mind, I wanted to know his take on the importance of in-person, face-to-face meetings, and especially tech trade shows. Every business is human, and uh, business has to be done between human beings. And we learned over the last couple of weeks, yes, we have Zoom, we have uh, all the other devices, but at the end, we are tired of this. We want to come together, we want to see into the eyes, we want to have a feeling for the other people, and we want to feel the emotion of, of the get-together. So we wanted to know, of course, how did your exhibitors react to the possibility of a virtual show, or that they would have the option to participate there in person? Our exhibitors reacted very different. Depends where they are based. Are they based in UK, for example? Uh, imagine four or five months ago in UK the situation was worse and they couldn't imagine that the IFA could happen that people, journalists are coming from around the world from other countries to Berlin for a trade show, they couldn't imagine in other global companies like in American companies often there's a travel ban on the other side a lot of companies said yeah, that's an idea and we solved the main problem, the unsafety. They didn't know what will happen in September from then in three, four months. What will happen to the pandemic? What will happen here? So what we offered them is to reduce the risk of pre-investment with smaller presentations, with more flexibility, so that we can see well, how's the pandemic doing and so that we can decide very late in, in, in June, July, how to do this, and at the end, you see a lot of exhibitors are already in this show, presenting their innovations, and you see other companies officially not being exhibitors, but communicating around IFA, in the city, or on the internet, online, and this is the, this is the, the real power, the, the inner power of IFA, that even these companies are attracted to IFA. These days we hear a lot about the new normal, assuming we'll even be able to get back to what we thought of as normal. And of course, we're all wondering when we can travel again. Good question. What's the new normal? Uh, We don't know the future yet. Um, Yes, what we try to bring a bit of normality back. Uh, Normality in these times of pandemic. We have no clue what will really happen next year or in the long term. It's like in the travel industry. Yes, at the moment everyone is saying we don't go back to the normal in tourism. Personally, if I can travel to my most beloved destination for holiday, if if I feel safe for this destination, I would immediately travel, but I don't feel safe. Maybe, hopefully, in one year from now on, we will feel safe, much safer than today. The pandemic is hopefully done, it's finished. And then I think we will see the strong IFA, we will see strong trade shows around the world again, and the strong tourism as well. 
One of the many different things this year was the introduction of the IFA 2020 Special Edition IFA Extended Space, a never-seen-before virtual experience. While I know you had many challenges, of course, for the in-person exhibits, Jens, I'm guessing that the virtual experience was not easy either. Of course, we had many challenges. One is a technical challenge. We tried to develop a new platform, an easier platform, for this virtual IFA as a media hub, as a media platform, where we easier can uh, stream our press conferences here, where we can stream our partners, where we can show the products of our exhibitors in a much easier way than before. For this, we had only two months, and it was a challenge. But the, the real challenge were two. The one is... Uh, what will be the rules, the restrict, the the, the, the the regulations by the authorities? Because in Germany and in Berlin, it's the same as in any other state of Germany. We saw that the um, regulations were only made for the next two or three weeks. And if we plan a show, we need a framework at least in, for eight, ten weeks. So in the mid of August, we had no clue what's the real regulation in these days, we had, we had an assumption. And at the end we were right with this assumption that was a good thing, but it was a challenge and we had to be very flexible uh, for new regulations, new restrictions. And the third was trust. Trust of our attendees, trust of our exhibitors in this situation, in our organization that we can organize a safe environment in this time here in this halls here on our exhibition site. Well, danke, Jens. While nothing beats a live IFA experience, the IFA Extended Space gave us all a great virtual experience. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 21 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's And if you haven't figured it out already, with all the leftovers and the tryptophan and so forth, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And we appreciate you tuning in to tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. What else do we appreciate? Oh, we appreciate our staff. Yeah. And and so doing... 
have given them the weekend off to be with their families. And, of course, as a result, then presenting our highlights from our recent IFA broadcast from Miami via Berlin or from Berlin via Miami studios. Yeah, yeah. That's something like that. A lot of interviews, very many of which you likely hadn't heard. So we hope that you do stay tuned for that. Yes, and let us also uh, take this moment to thank the uh, 200-plus radio stations that bring us to you every weekend. Yes, absolutely. And as well, we want to thank our troops serving all around the world for us. What's the number to call if somebody has a consumer tech question? 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. The home as we know it is, of course, going through an evolution. And in 2020, we're only scratching the surface of what's possible. From providing shelter, our homes are moving towards autonomic and automatic applications, detecting, connecting, and reacting. Connected home devices already started enhancing our lives, of course, years ago, with improved entertainment, comfort, security, and resource saving. But with the ABCD of tech, that's AI, blockchain, cloud, and data, also entering homes, the way for semi-autonomous and fully autonomous homes is coming closer than we might think. Well, the presentation at IFA gave the audience an interactive look behind the scenes of a hardware deep tech company that innovates the way we connect, communicate, and live. So certainly one of the more interesting talks at this year's IFA Special Edition was given by Eric Ackner. He is the European head of Merku, a Canadian company specializing in smart home technology. The topic of home is actually very important, uh, not to everybody here being at home now for a long time, but also to us at Merco, um, where we want to give an insight now uh, of the knowledge that we have that our homes will turn autonomous. And I want to give a little glimpse of how the, uh, our future uh, smart living can look like. Eric talked about how technology has moved into every aspect of our lives, but also mentions one area he believes isn't quite smart enough. All our social life, financial life, work life will be represented in not just phones, but cars, homes, workplaces, because technology is right now moving into every sector in our life. We are right now in the final wave of digitization. It started a few decades ago when, you know, we were happy that instead of buying a CD, we could just click a button and download a song. That was awesome, right? Media turned digital. It's so easy to consume media. But since then, we've come such a long way. Many, many industries, banking sector, and basically everybody else is joining this wave now. And many thought, you know, by the year 2030, we will have the, the full digitization, which has been accelerated now because of coronavirus uh, to the year 2020. And The good thing is we are living right now in a very smart world. Just think about it. You have a computer in your pocket. We are driving our smart cars, go to work. Um, We're working on our smartphones and smart laptops. We're getting a smart coffee where we don't have to press a button anymore. We just wake up. It's uh, making us a coffee. Uh, We have nice lighting all all around us. Um, We get maybe a smart hairbrush. But the truth is there's still one area which we believe is not smart. And... That is our homes. Eric says the term smart home is not accurate to use as it is. He compares the home to things like smartphones, tablets, and laptops that really are smart, but says the home still needs some work. Our homes, compared to a phone, don't have a brain yet. Our phone, if you take your smartphone, right, 
uh, is it Android or, or Apple, doesn't really matter. It usually has an app store, and it has a lot of standards where all of the applications on top, they agree on these standards to work together. So you take out your phone, you go to the app store, you click a button, and you add a new application to, to your phone. Imagine this in our home. So you go to your favorite retailer, you click a button, you order a new application for your home, let's say security system, and just think about the installation that you have to do. Right? It's not so seamless. The industry is very scattered right now, and our home, if we compare it with a smartphone, doesn't have a central unit where it's then controlling all of the other smart uh, applications and devices. He says, however, that homes have still come a long way. The good news is, you know, compared to hundreds of years ago, I, our homes have already come a very long way. Before, we only regarded homes as, you know, a secure roof over our head to protect us over rains. But we added a lot of sensors and devices that are now helping us to do some uh, autonomic decisions. For example, uh, I know that the outside temperature is 30 degrees, then I turn up the uh, regulation in my AC, my air conditioner. And all of these uh, automations, they're increasingly working together, leading basically to this autonomy that we are seeing right now being developed very advanced actually already in factories and in cars. Eric then talked to us about what makes up the building blocks of the autonomous home. All of the new frontier technologies, like uh, 5G, that's uh, all in the media uh, in use right now, right? but also uh, technologies like Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E, blockchain, IoT, they're all moving now into our homes, and they're building now the foundation of the autonomous home, which we call the ABCs. Starting with the A, it's automation. Right? You need to automate processes, and the home needs to know how to automate it in order to provide the, the first step of the autonomy. The second thing is it only works if you have data. So the B standing here for, for the big data is the information about our habits, the workflows, all the devices, the external environments, and the user, right? the, the user habits. All of this information is basically feed into the ABCs of our home. And the last one is the computing. As I mentioned, our home right now doesn't have a computing unit, but there's a big movement in the industry to combining not just the cloud computing, where, I mean, that's amazing. You have a lot of uh, very advanced software that's provided in, in cloud computing that we can use, but also it needs an edge computing, basically a local computing unit on the side that is helping to keep, uh, for example, the, the data more secure and fast enough to process the, the different processes. We're hearing the talk at IFA from Berlin, Germany, of Eric Ackner, the president of Merku Smart Home Europe. And he says, you can't compare a home to a human. Humans having only one nervous system and one brain are inferior. There is, however, a member of the animal kingdom that he says makes a much better comparison. It's more like an octopus. An octopus has two nervous systems, and it has a lot of brain lobes and very advanced uh, sensors to collect information all around them. And they have nine brains to process all of this information and uh, basically use it for their living. In, uh, in terms of the home, it would be basically the autonomy to uh, assist us and take over work. All of this has led to an explosion of applications and devices that are right now pouring in the industry. There are thousands of uh, 
manufacturers and providers of these solutions. And they generally provide uh, six uh, different use cases or benefits for the users, right? It, it makes the home more secure. I suddenly know if somebody's ringing on the door, I can look at, at them, right? I see if I want to open the door or not. It's much uh, more convenient and comfortable to control everything on, on your phone. You have uh, better entertainment with sound systems that, for example, are linked all over the home. We'll hear more from the president of Merku Smart Home Europe, Eric Ackner, after this break here on Into Tomorrow. Meet us at intotomorrow.com. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. Into Tomorrow continues our coverage of the special edition of IFA 2020 from Berlin, Germany, via virtually our Miami studios. Before the commercial break, we were chatting with Eric Ackner, the president of Merku Smart Home Europe, a Canadian company, and his talk, Your Home is Turning Autonomous. It's a glimpse into the future of smart living. Something that's really driving the advancement of home automation are voice assistants. Whether it's Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, or Siri, they all have a hand in pushing us towards a more automated home. The interesting case study here is voice assistants. What actually these voice assistants are doing is, number one, it's now much more accepted to have devices in our home because I understand, oh, with these devices, I can make my life easier by just controlling it by talking to them, right? Turn on the light, turn off the light, turn on the music. But what's even more important, these voice assistants have done two things. The first thing is they transformed our habits away from the age of touch. Actually, our next generation is called Generation V, V standing for voice. It's the generation voice. They already have much different habits than I do. Like I'm, you know, over 30. Uh, I often don't understand what the next generation is doing. And the second thing is Alexa had in four years ago only 130 skills. With AI, the artificial intelligence behind it, is now at over 80,000, end of 2018, now at easily over 100,000. So AI is moving into our home, and this is accelerating a lot more uh, automation. 
And boy, that's a lot of skill growth for Alexa as one example. And of course, when you're home recovering, in my case, after a hospital stay and so forth, you really, since you're not moving very well and so forth, you really take advantage of whether it's Alexa or Google Home, as I have been doing for the last couple of weeks, asking them to turn on and off lights and so forth. So you begin to see how important that is. He points out that there are many benefits to a smart or autonomous home, if you will. One of the biggest benefits, he says, is for health reasons. We are now all stuck at home, and our world is in a global care crisis. Our governments and healthcare providers have realized that they themselves cannot solve this. Like, we don't have enough people. It's not secure to send everybody home. It's impossible to track what's happening at home. So a smart home that can actually sense the vital signs or the condition of somebody at home through telehealth or digital health will help us to tackle this global care crisis. This is not just a problem of resources like manpower, but also money. It's very, our, our population is aging. We have more and more elderly people that, or sick people that we do take care of. So technology will help us. Hey, I resemble that remark. Uh, But Eric also says that an autonomous home will help us conserve resources like electricity. It's easier to turn lights off in a room that's not in use. That also helps us, of course, to save money on energy costs. He also points out that an autonomous home gives us more time for us. Imagine you come home and your home is doing the food for you. It has cleaned the apartment. It's actually taking care of you instead of you taking care of your home. In a survey where, you know, elderly of over 50 in the UK were asked, what's the most important aspect in your life after your retirement? And the most important thing is they want to stay in your home as long as possible. And this is kind of the future that I want to provide to my grandparents, my parents, and even myself. That's the future I want to live in. I want to stay in my familiar environment where I feel safe. So these autonomous homes can actually provide this environment, take, taking care of us. Yeah, my kids and grandkids better hear that. There are a couple of technologies that Eric says can help move us towards an automated home. The first, of course, is wireless biosensing. We can not only detect motion and presence, but breathing and heartbeat. You don't need to wear anything. You just put, for example, a light or a speaker, like in this case, you sit on on a furniture or in a wheelchair, and those equipment will help you, like a check engine for your health, to measure your health. We are able at Merco, for example, to even detect heartbeats. And just think about that, how crazy that sounds, right? So imagine you stand in front of a Wi-Fi router and it can see your heartbeat. Humans are just a bag of water. So the signal is going through us and it can measure millimeter changes in the environment, detecting basically the vital signs. So you can then give a light, for example, to your grandma, put it next to the bed, and you can feel safe that without her losing maybe any variables, you know about her condition. And that's pretty cool. Another technology helping to advance home automation is location services. Whether that's GPS for outside the home or RFID, which of course is radio frequency identification inside your home. Obviously, GPS doesn't work indoors, but with RFID, your home can know even which room you are in. So imagine you go into your home and then your house knows, okay, it's you. 
and it's turning on the light wherever you are walking, it can help you to find something. You can say, hey, Alexa, show me the way to my key, right? And then it can uh, show you on your phone or via voice where you have uh, lost something. But what we are also envisioning is, for example, predictive lighting. So your home knows you're moving, for example, into one direction, and then it helps you to turn the light uh, on, on and off, or it can uh, do the same with music, right? So it's much smarter in helping you uh, to move uh, you know, seamless in your home. Check out the video and much more from IFA at intotomorrow.com. That was Eric Eckner, president of Merku Smart Home Europe, a Canadian company. Into Tomorrow continues, and we want to hear from you, too. If you want more information on any of the things you're hearing on the show today, 800-899-INTO, or even better, use the audio option on the Into Tomorrow app. Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Uh, you know what that means. He was delicious. And we thank you for tuning in to tomorrow on this Thanksgiving weekend. During our 25th year on the air, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit dexcom.com. Fitbit, of course, one of the companies that basically started the fitness wearables trend years ago. Well, our video team and audio team managed to catch up with marketing director Anna Bade. So this year we are introducing uh, two new smartwatches and one new fitness tracker, plus a new premium service. And the smartwatch, um, the name is Fitbit Sense, and Fitbit Sense is our most advanced health smartwatch. So it comes with um, um, advanced health features. For example, um, it has an EDA sensor, which um, measures the um, electrodermal activities with your skin. And then we also have um, a stress management tool, um, we have temperatures for uh, skin temperatures, so the skin temperature is me- measured at night, and it can be an indicator for um, illnesses, so it could be used as an early illness detection. So, um, yes, so we're really diving into this direction with our smartwatches and with the new technologies. I think it will be more common for people to wear them because it really gives you a 
deeper view into what's going on in your body with your health. It gives you a holistic view. Um, and you can see how all fits together. Here are activity, here are nutrition, stress, sleep, like all these um, critical topics. And they are all being put together in, in our Fitbit app. So you can really you get the complete view of you. So that's Anna Bade, the marketing manager for Central Europe for Fitbit. Yeah, and of course, you know, Fitbit, this is a company that's come a long way, too. I mean, I had the original Fitbit, which was this mm -hmm. tiny little device that you sort of stuffed into a rubber uh, wristband, yeah. and all it did was count your steps. Yeah, but even then, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Because nothing else was really doing that conveniently for you. Yeah, you had step counters you could hang on your belt or belt loop or something. Very inaccurate most of the time, but because you're swinging your arms as you're walking, this was counting steps. Yeah, and then their next versions added then heart rate monitors and things. And now they've gone to full smart watches. Yeah. Because they've seen that, you know, people, nobody's using just plain fit fitness trackers anymore. They've moved to smart watches. Well, one of the things that the $329 cents does, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that caught my attention is it also does uh, pulse oximeter, which was something that I learned an awful lot about more than I cared to know when I had very little breath and, and problems in the hospital for almost a month where my pulse ox was too low. So they kept feeding me oxygen constantly. But this is important to know. Skin, temperature, a whole lot more. Of course, stress management, heart health, everything. More details at intotomorrow.com. And you were about to say? No, say they say it's got you know over six days of battery life. It's yeah. got the voice-to-text replies. So you sync it to your phone. You can reply to text messages, all sorts of things. Yeah, finally, more than just your steps. Yeah. And then some. Again, check everything out at intotomorrow.com.